0: Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com At the end of Parashah Noah, this week's Parasha, we come with a famous episode involving the Tower of Babel also known as the Dor HaFlaHa and as the Torah relates, what happened was this was a, a, a few years after the flood where humanity started to emerge again and there was a community of people It was a few generations after the flood. And the residents of the newly inhabited world gathered together and decided to build a tower. The verse states that the purpose of the tower was to prevent dispersion of the people as they desired to remain united. They didn't want to be dispersed. They wanted to continue being united. And the building of the tower really did not find favor in the eyes of God. So the question would be, why would God not like it if he sees that his people are working together, there's peace, there's harmony, they get along, it's beautiful. But in reality, this episode is considered as wicked people. It's more they're considered even weaker, weaker than the generation of the flood. And because of this, Hashem didn't give them a place in the world to come. He didn't kill them because they were united. This is the only reason why he did not finish their lives, but they didn't deserve a place in the world to come. So the Tower of Babel is still in existence, says the Gemara in Sanhedrin 109a. It says, a third of it was burned, a third of it was swallowed into the ground, and a third of it remains standing until this day. The lesson of the Tower of Babel is pertinent to all peoples of all times. It teaches us the greatness of having true acceptance and open-heartedness towards each other and to have tolerance and love one towards the other. It doesn't mean that you have to think the same way another person thinks, but what it means is that you can be tolerant and you can see another person's point of view which is something that has been lost in the last days, where you see that there's people that can't uh, respect other people's points of view, and they go into crazy modes. So this parasha is very much into the right timing because it's teaching us that, yeah, they did have this uh, attitude, which is a good attitude, that they all worked together for one cause, that they all respected and had tolerance once with the other. But at the same time, they messed up because they, the problem was that they wanted to rebel against Hashem. And this is why God decided to ruin their plan, and He decided to destroy the, the tower, and He decided to mess up their language. At that time, everybody speak, spoke the Lashon the, HaKodesh, the Hebrew language, the holy language. Everybody understood each other perfectly in the way they spoke. And at that moment, Hashem decided to make different languages in which people would not be able to understand each other. Today, people can speak the same language and they don't even understand each other. It's hard to communicate. Today more than ever with the computers and the WhatsApp and the instant messaging and all these type of communications, we can see how people, each, each time, it becomes harder to understand each other. So the Torah is relevant today, and it was relevant 3,500 years ago. So, so we see here in Likutei Torah that Rabbi Haim Vital states that the generation of the Tower of Babel desired to draw down blessings of prosperity and tranquility from Hashem. This is what they wanted. Isn't it what everybody wants? Everybody wants to have happiness, joy, peace, good health, abundance. This is what we all want. And... Um, and they knew how to do it. It's interesting, they were very spiritual, they were deserving of his blessings, they knew a lot of Torah, they understood the the mystical part of the Torah, the, 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 the Kabbalah, and they knew how to bring God's blessings into the world. The problem is that Hashem created a system in which the blessings come down to the world, but they wanted to bypass this this system. They didn't want to serve God. They wanted to serve themselves. They wanted to do whatever they wanted. They didn't want to go through Hashem's system. So, here we learn that there's many names of God, but there's seven main names of Hashem that each one is connected to one of the seven emotional attributes of God. Uh, I'm gonna talk about the first three, so the Arizal and in Pardes of the Ramak it states that the name Kael, which is one of the names of God, is connected to the Sephirah of Hesed, of kindness. The name Elohim in, 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 is connected to the Sephirah of Geburah, which is justice, discipline. And the name Havaya, which is the Tetragrammaton, is connected to the Sephirah of Tiferes and tiferes means a harmony, mercy. So this refers to the vessels of the Sephiroth, as every Sephirah contains a vessel, a keili, and it contains a light that goes into that vessel. So the light is a light of God. It comes from the never-ending light. It comes from Hashem, and the vessel is what contains it. So each name of God doesn't mean that there's many gods. It means there's there's different attributes of god there's different ways of god manifesting himself in the world so each name of god creates this vessel it's what creates the vessel that holds that light that holds that ore and the keli vessel of every sephira is the de- is different and corresponds to a different name of hashem the vessel of hesed is rooted to the name kale as i said the vessel of geburah is elohim which is the is, the, is the, in, the finite name of God, it's, it's contained in nature, and then the vessel of Tiferes is, uh, is in the name of Havaya, which is the Yudke Vavke, the name of God, it's the most important name of God, it's the infinite name of God, and that's the greatest of his names. So Tiferes, which is mercy, contains the highest root of the Zephiras, as both it's ore and it's Kaylee, both in the light that it contains and in the, in the vessel that contains it. Because this, this tiferet, let me explain to you how it works, you have a um, Heset is, is kindness, is goodness, but it's a kindness that is not contained, it has no boundaries. A person is so kind, so kind that he will not give his kid the the right meal at the right time because he feels bad for the kid. He prefers to give him the chocolate so the kid will be uh, happy. And this is that type of kindness. But at the end, this type of kindness is not kindness. It it doesn't bring good to that person. Or if a person, for example, you see a a person that is uh, using drugs and you're giving him money because you feel bad for them, and that person is gonna go and use that money for more drugs. That's also not kindness. You're really not do, be doing good to that person. Gebura, on the other hand, is justice with no kindness. It's justice, 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 justice. So he can see a person asking for money and he will not even give if that person's needing the money because he'll always justify the reason not to give to that person. Oh, he's lazy, he doesn't work, he should be working, and it's judgmental, or, 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 or the kid needs a hug and you're not going to give him a hug because he didn't behave well, so you're going to restrain yourself and you're not going to show him your love. It, this Gevura is also not so good. But then comes mercy, comes Tiferes, and Tiferes is the is half and half. It's like the milk, half and half. That's Tiferet. It has half of Buddha and half of Hesed. And it's mixed together and it creates mercy, creates harmony. So a person that has this mercy is a person that's going to see a person that is needy and he's going to say, okay, this person needs help, let's help him. Or you see a person that... Um, that is going to use it for drugs, and you say, you know what, the way to help this person is not by giving them the money, the way to help this person is to help him get into a rehab. And this is mercy, is to know what to give to the person and give what they need with love, with kindness, but also with discipline, with both, but in the right measure. So the, the the foundation of stability in the world of Tikkun. There's a world of Tikkun and a world of Tohu. Hashem created these two worlds and you see the world of Tohu is a world of chaos and it's a world where where nothing can be united. Things can't work together and this is the world of Tohu and Hashem created this world in which there was so much light that the vessels could not contain this light so they shattered. And what happened is that the, all these parts of this light are in the world and our job in this world is to do Tikkun Olam, which is to repair these shattered vessels. So Tikkun, the world of tikun, is the world of repair. And different from the world of Tohu, which nothing can be united, the world of tikun is a world in which we make connections and we unite. And that's the difference between these two worlds. And Hasidus explains that the, the, the scheme of the door ha, Haflaha was that the intent behind the door Haflaha was to build this tower to, to gain prosperity in, in their lives, to be blessed in their lives, but by bypassing Hashem, by doing things that will bypass God. But they knew that if they kept themselves united and with harmony, the blessings would come to them. And that was the, 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 the way in which they thought that they would get what they wanted. But in reality, Hashem knew better than them, and he, he didn't allow it. Because the reality is that we're supposed to be united, we're supposed to work together, we're supposed to be tolerant, we're supposed to love each other, but in reality is for the sake of God. This is why we're together. Like if you go to any community center or a synagogue or any community, you see people are working together, but they're working for Hashem. They're working because, yes, God wants people to be united. People, God w- wants people to help each other. God wants people to love each other. But for him, not because they want to have it for themselves. So, so here we see that they knew how to use the names of God as they knew the secret behind the foundation of Tiferes, and wanted to use that secret to receive the blessings. And uh, we see that this was, what they did was completely against God's will. And as although Hashem desires that people live in a beautiful way, it is really, it should be for for Him. It shouldn't be for self-serving purposes. Everything that is for us, like if we do things because we have a private agenda, personal agenda, because I want to be bigger than the other. I want to have more power. All these things really are antagonistic to holiness are antagonistic to Hashem. But if you want to have more money because you really want to be able to do Hashem's job in this world, you want to help create a better world, then you're not doing for yourself, you're doing for Hashem. And a person that God gives him the blessing of having amounts of money that he can be helpful for him should never take it into a way that it, he's self-made and I made this for myself and I'm the powerful one. He should see it with humbleness and say, you know what? Hashem gave me a very big responsibility in this world. It's my, He gave me that responsibility. This is my tikkun. This is my tikkun olam. This is my, my specific place to perfect in this world. So the dispersion of the evildoers is good for them and good for the world. When there's people who are working to create evil in the world, it's good that they are dispersed, that they're not united. And the the gathering of tzaddikim, on the other hand, which have betul to Hashem, which have nullification towards God, it's also good for them and for the world. So for the unity of the righteous brings the desired divine blessing to all mankind, On this, it says that peace is the vessel that holds the blessing. So when there's shalom, when there's shalom in your home, when there's shalom in your life, when you have peace around yourself, this is the biggest, biggest vessel for for, um, blessing. So the Dor Haflaka does not have a portion in the world to come. They don't have a portion in the world to come. And as they intended to fight against God himself, and obliterate any of his influence in this world. This, this is unlike the generation of the flood because the generation of the flood. The difference with them was that the battle was not against Hashem, it was between them. But it, they were not rebellious people. They were not rebelling. So from here we learn that a, a Jew, a person, anyone, should not rebel against God. It's not gonna be a good uh, outcome. And to finish off, there's a parable, so you can understand this concept a little better, of a very wealthy businessman, and he had many children. And the children used to show the father that they loved each other and they were able to work with, uh, with unity and, 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 and camaraderia with a unison and love one for the other. And in reality, the agenda was that they wanted the father to think that they loved each other. So they could overthrow the father and they keep the business. So at the same time, this is what these people were doing, the people of the dispersion of the Tower of Babel. They were showing Hashem like they loved each other because they wanted to keep the, 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 the business. And and at the end, the the Hashem realized this is not what uh, what was going to happen and at the end he dispersed them and he, and he got rid of them and he kept on being the ruler of the world so the the necessity to include Hashem and all his will within our quest of unity and peace and that the purpose of unity must lead us to the service of God so I leave you here I wish you a beautiful blessed week and remember live a little higher thank you